Podcast City Network. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. A shot of entertainment to the head. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the entertainment. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Everett Lee Show podcast. I'm Everett Lee. Quick shout out to all my followers on Twitter. You could follow me at the Everett Lower Score Lee, Facebook.com slash Everett Lee. Click that thumbs up. And of course, Podcast City Network, the official host of the Everett Lee Show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again. Once again, my friend, another week. Another guest, or should I say guest, on the program tonight. I have a pretty good, interesting, fun program lined up tonight on Podcast City Network here on Twitch, streaming live. I couldn't do any of that without my sponsors and friends of the show. Podcast City Network, head over to podcastcity.net. City Limits Taproom in Deland, Florida, home of Draft Day and Podcast City Network. Head over there to find a wide selection of brew on tap. Food menu, grilled cheese is excellent. And indoor and outdoor TV for sporting events, stage outback for live events, and much, much more at City Limits Taproom in Deland, Florida. Head over to Atlantic Sound Records in Daytona Beach, Florida to find that vinyl, CD, or cassette that you may have lost at one point. So be sure to check them out. Atlantic Sounds, Daytona's hottest music source. Over 40,000 new and used records, classic albums, and the latest music grooves on vinyl. Browse favorites and essentials to build an epic collection. And Atlantic Sounds is your CD mecca with over 20,000 new and used. If we don't have it and they make it, we'll special order. We love music. We get music. Discover the music nirvana voted best around. Atlantic Sounds. Be sure to check them out in Daytona Beach there. Hit them up on Facebook at Atlantic Sound Records. If you're booking that destination getaway from all, Telltale Travel. Hit up Brittany Embler over on podcastcity.net in the sponsor section. She will help you book that destination to get away from it all. And, of course, Sports Entity Customs, official Podcast City t-shirts. So be sure to hit them up as well. And it's all brought to you by Podcast City network over on podcastcity.net tonight i have none other than my two guests tonight you may have listened to them on podcast city network every monday dropping a new episode ladies and gentlemen i have with me none other than hello wait, 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 wait. how does that go <laughs> at least we got the fuck ups out of the way early oh fuck i just stepped on the dog's ball <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the podcast tonight, Scott Colbert and the horror nerd Todd Sturridge of the Imaginarium Podcast. Gentlemen, how you doing tonight? Gentlemen, well, wow, <laughs> we got an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been this excited since my last herpes outbreak. 
Oh, I got a, I got a, oh my God. I got something for that right there. <laughs> Damn. I, I, I think it I've, I've started uh, in the toilet early and just to get it over with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We like to, to veer off into the ditch as soon as possible. <laughs> so, so, Todd, have you actually heard that intro? Because I know you never listened to our show. Why in the world would I listen to our show? <laughs> no, actually, I actually I have heard I have heard the intro, but it's been a while. So when it played just now, I I think I pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you guys didn't expect, did you, man? <laughs> Full of surprises. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Well, thanks, thanks for having us on. It is cool to be back on the show with you once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I- yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Thank you for uh, having us on. It's nice, actually, for a change to have uh, Todd and I being a, a guest together someplace. Because um, usually uh, we're, we're not allowed uh, to hang out together anywhere. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now we, we really don't have to do any work and we can fuck up someone else's show. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm doing the late work. And we don't have to worry about those restraining orders or, or staying 500 feet away from the school, you know, things like that. We don't have to worry about <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. Talk about being in trouble, man. With with you guys, when I'm going on social media, I'm sitting there looking at Twitter. I'm looking at fa- uh, Facebook, and of course, when I'm listening to you guys, it's a uh, Todd. I always love his rants going on social media and posting it out there, and people coming out with the pitchforks and the fucking torches. They're like, ah! and then you know, it's like it's like okay, Todd riles up the crowd. He gets in trouble on social media. You know, it's like people's gonna love him or hate him. And then I'm like, Scott, he 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 don't really say much except in tweets when he gets out there, and you know, it's like you know, with the gov- with the government and how politics are. You know, fuck this, fuck that. And then all of a sudden, it's like Scott's like, you know what? I can top you, Todd. I got thrown in Twitter jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I need to step up my game. So far, Scott's been in, like, Twitter prison. He got blocked by Roseanne Barr, and he got a visit from Homeland Security. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> As a matter of fact, today is the one-year anniversary of my visit from Homeland Security. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so you're due is what you're saying. Wow. Uh, if uh, you don't mind me, Scott, I've heard you mention it on the on your on the podcast. Um, what did you send something out on social media and it got back to you? <laughs> they got, was it that? You bad? know, I, it, it's something that I'm still I still have trouble understanding. Uh, they they came by and they started asking me about if I had been talking to people underage, which I hadn't, <laughs> and if they could look at my laptop. And uh, I, I said no. And then the more I thought about it, I said, you know, I've got nothing to hide. Right. And right. As, as cynical as I am about the government, 
Um, I, you know, there, there's, there's still that part of me that thinks that they actually do some good sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't specifically worried about them framing me for, for anything. <clears throat> so I called this guy back and said, yeah, come on, uh, take a look at my laptop. So they came by a uh, couple of days after that. And uh, they, there was this uh, black uh, Ford Bronco in the parking lot. And they had like two or three um, techs who do like, uh, you know, laptop and computer uh-huh. shit. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and they looked at my laptop. And while they're doing that, this guy is asking me <clears throat> all these questions about who I talk to. And he starts going on about my uh, my politics and you know, if I supported Antifa and, you know, some of the tweets. And he spent about a half an hour talking to me about that shit. <laughs> and uh, then they let me go and give me my laptop back. <laughs> and I haven't heard from them since. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. They're probably, they're probably like, you know what, man? So, like, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, I, I, I guess the lesson from that is don't call the president names. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have a restricted account on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. They they didn't ask you why you had so many pictures of a, you know, bald, slightly overweight guy on your laptop. <laughs> no, and they didn't even ask about all those dick pics I put on there either. <laughs> Oh my God! What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing? They probably didn't blow them up enough to even see it. So you know. <laughs> What's amazing though is that they probably don't give a shit about any of that stuff as long as you don't say anything bad about Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What the fuck he does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. What, what there's the part that Scott is leaving out of the story as they were leaving he stood on his porch and said but I was promised the cavity search <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was very disappointed I did not get one Oh man! <laughs> he answered the door in a smoking jacket and everything. <laughs> I, I had to give it to myself later on. I was so disappointed. Oh, damn. <laughs> did you did you answer answer the door like 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 on an episode of Cops? Man, it's like they they you know knock on the door, you open up, there you are with the white beater. Yeah, know, like, and then I, I even snapped the uh, rubber glove on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's that is great. That is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> besides, besides, um, you know, not getting the cavity searches that you you were waiting for, and um, not pissing people off on Twitter for telling it like it is. What's been going on with you guys lately, man? Um, Todd, you you have um the release of uh. The Theater of Terror, that's finally coming out that you and Tom were working on, which I talked to you last, uh, I believe it was last year, about that. So how's that going? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. Uh, the project, conceptually, we started talking about it just about two years ago. 
and we're finally putting the, the final touches on our, our DVD Blu-ray combo, um, which is available for pre-order. And then we have our theatrical premiere is coming up January 12th, 2019 at the Landmark Lowe's Theater in Jersey City, New Jersey. And we are really excited about that. Uh, two years of work. Uh, four four uh, separate short films wrapped up into one, um, each with its own cast and crew. Um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, me and Tom and uh, our co-producers uh, Russell Hackett and Diane Hackett, all from Theater of Terror, uh, are are really excited about it. Um, if people like things like The Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits. Um, and those sort of tales, well, we have four of them that are all moving together um, into the the theater of terror anthology. So we are uh, very, very excited about that. Nice, nice. And and Scott, man, uh, you just released your new book. How's, how's that been? Oh, it's been good. Well, it uh, came out in August, and... Uh, People seem to have liked it. You know, the, the thing about uh, books is people tell you how much they, they love it, but then they never bother to leave reviews. <laughs> so all, all I have is uh, their, their words go on, and uh, you either believe me or don't. Uh, but people generally uh, like it quite a bit. Um, Todd's uh, bought a copy. Uh, I think it's uh, holding up his kitchen table uh, <laughs> as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it is. No, it is. It was just the right thickness. Oh, man. Man. That's and uh, my 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 good friend uh, Wade uh, Jay Proctor Wade Ratford um, whatever he's calling himself uh, this week uh, would be doing an audiobook uh, version of it and uh, I'm working on my next one and I'm I'm just very happy that Life and Amber has has come out uh, when I was on your show the last time uh, it was a couple months uh, before its release mm-hmm. and uh, so. Now, now it's nice to uh, be on uh, afterwards, and so it's available in uh, paperback and ebook versions everywhere. Even Walmart has the ebook version. No, oh, really. I don't know if you knew that. Walmart is now. This is serious. This isn't a setup for a joke or anything. Uh, but Walmart is now in the ebook business. Oh no way! I didn't know really? that, man. Yeah. No way. No way. That's that is. <laughs> That's something new, man. I noticed you can drive up there. You can, like, order your groceries and drive up there, and they'll throw them in your car for you. <laughs> now you get e-books. <laughs> yeah, I you could possibly get any lazier. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like driving a half a block to Walmart to get my groceries. You know? Right. I'll have them delivered. Yeah. <laughs> For an extra fee, the person will come into your house and feed it to you. (laughs) And and give you a handy for another five bucks. (laughs) 
<laughs> the massage your body you know, and hand you a milkshake. <laughs> Amazon is constantly expanding. You never know what goods and services they're going to offer next. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. That is. Um, with the Theater of Terror coming out on January, on January 12th, the premiere for it, and then with your new book, Scott, um, any anything else you've been doing? Uh, have you been watching any uh, new uh, TV shows or anything on Netflix as, as of late? Todd, I'll let you go first. Awkward silences. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, your specialty. Um, well, there's one. Uh, net, speaking of Netflix, there's a show that Scott and I uh, we talked about on our show that we both really liked, and I liked it so much I, I started a second run through of uh, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, it it's just amazing, and I'm watching it through the second time to look for all the things that I a little things that I have missed the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot, and I'm also looking at it just from a filmmaking standpoint, just the way they pulled it off. Everybody's talking about episode six, which if you've seen it, um, there's a a funeral, you know, part, a big part of the episode takes place in a funeral Uh and there's a single unbroken 18 minute take that takes place in the funeral parlor. That is just, uh, masterful how they, how they pulled it off. And you, if you read a few articles on, on how they shot this show, um, it's astonishing. Um, you know, for, for me, like doing a film where I had to remember like three lines for like a, a, a one minute take I, was a challenge. I can't imagine having to remember lines for an unbroken 18 minute take. Um, but, but they did it. So the, yeah, the show is, is just amazing. And it's one of those few things that I've seen very, very little negative commentary about, which is rare because there's always one dingus that has to be contrarian, you know? And, and when there's something that's very popular, there has to be one, you know, fucking hipster, you know, wearing his heavy metal t-shirt standing in front of his DVD collection, talking about how everything sucks, you know, but I, I've seen very little of that when it comes to Hill house. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you right there, man. <laughs> I've heard you guys talk about that on, on your podcast, man. And yeah, I heard, heard what uh, you were talking about there with the, with the, there was like, maybe one or two people that have said something bad about it. But other than that, people loved it. I know you mentioned you're like, someone's like, oh, it's not scary. And it's like, you're like, the fucking ain't, man. And look at the, you know, I jumped the fucking few times and I pissed myself. I love shit like that, you know? Well, you just have to embrace it. Like, uh-huh. you know, when people say, well, it's not really scary. I'm like, well, okay, you're, you're a fucking grown adult. Like, what are you really going to be scared about? You know, yeah. <laughs> but you just have to embrace it. So when I watched it, I turned off the lights and I allowed myself to get into the story, you know? So when the, when the scares did come, I was legitimately startled, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, yeah. yeah, I I still love stuff like that, you know. I didn't uh, really 
the, the jump scares, and I've talked about this on the Imaginarium, uh, so I'm blue in the face, about how I really don't like <clears throat> jump scares. And I, I mean, you know, the cheap kind of jump scares, you know, the cat coming out of nowhere with, you know, the loud music all of a sudden. Yeah. Cheap shit like that <clears throat> just annoys me. Um, but the, the jump scares, you know, that were in Hill House, um, they were few and far between, and they were so effective. Um, I, I didn't mind them. I absolutely, it's the best thing that I've seen uh, this year as far as anything in movies or TV, um, bar none. Nothing even comes close to this, uh, to this show right. in terms of quality this year, or maybe even the last few years. And the, the writing on the last episode is some of the most beautiful writing. And I know a lot of it they actually took from the book Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Um, but the way, the way that it was done, it was just magnificent. Um, I'm going to be giving it uh, a second watch again this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check that out because I've been going back and forth looking at uh, stuff on Netflix and stuff just trying to find just different movies and stuff. But here lately, I've been kind of watching, like, kids' movies since my daughter. We've been watching, like, the Disney content on there. So it's like, that's that's, that's basically what's in my house now. It's like Frozen's being played about almost 24 hours a day. And then we have uh, the one movie that... um, uh, Mulana, the the one that had the rock in it, you know, who did the voice of the uh, of the one Emmy, uh, you know, Demi God, that movie there, um, the songs. I mean, my wife's been watching that. My daughter loves it and stuff. But uh, when she goes to sleep at night, me and me and my wife, we've been catching up on the. We we finally finished it today. Was watching the rest of the episodes of the Mayans MC. It's based off of in the same world of Sons of Anarchy, and it's it was it fucking ended great, man. Cliffhanger. Can't wait for season two to happen because the last like three episodes it really drew you in on what the hell's going on with the characters and where the story's going, and it ended on a big ass cliffhanger, and I'm like, no way, no way. Cool. I, uh, I never. I watched season one of Sons of Anarchy, and then I just, and then for no good reason, I just didn't keep up with it. I, I guess I just was watching too much TV, mm-hmm. and something had to go, and and that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, I know on Netflix they have all seven seasons of it. They have the the whole series on Netflix there, and the the way that show went was just brilliant. Kurt Sutter was just a brilliant writer and how he basically brought that world to life and just where he went with it with the characters and stories and stuff. I mean, when it started out, it took a little bit, you know, to build on the characters, but as the seasons progressed, you found out more and more with the story, more behind these characters, which I thought was excellent, you know? Cool. Yep. <laughs> Todd's like, cool. <laughs> no. Believe it or not, it's rare, but there are times when I, you know, literally have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Could have fooled me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Nell. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the show that I've been watching, um, and I've, I've re- really, really been enjoying it a lot, is uh, Peaky Blinders. And it's about, you know, about uh, crime family in uh, Birmingham, England, in the uh, early, early 1900s, or maybe like 1920s. And uh, Killian Murphy plays the uh, the lead uh, in it, and it's just absolutely fantastic. It's beautifully shot, well written, and it just keeps you on the edge of your seat. And uh, I absolutely love it. I think uh, people should uh, check this out. Uh, <clears throat> it started off on the BBC, and then as generally happens when something you know hits on BBC and it gets popular. Uh, Netflix buys it, so the next season is going to be on, uh, I think, uh, financed by Netflix. Uh, but that won't be out until next year sometime. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check out both those, both those there. And uh, one thing I want to ask you guys: uh, Game of Thrones fans? Yes, sir. Yeah. Would you- <laughs> What did you think about? What did you think about the teaser? God, I was actually waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny. G- Game of Thrones is actually one of those shows that I w- people automatically assume that I've gotten into and I've been watching, but I've only seen a couple of episodes from from the first season. I've got the first season on Blu-ray, you know, so it's not like I don't have an interest in it. It's just. I think I was just waiting until the end of the series so I could watch the whole fucking thing at once. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, because I figured I would do that rather than wait wait for uh, George Morton to uh, finish the books because, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And, you know, these he may, he may die before he finishes these fucking books. So, finally, HBO just said, fuck it. And they just went forward, you know, before the current book is going to be done because there's no way they could wait, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I I can't wait for it. It's one of my favorite shows. And I've been reading about the upcoming season, and they've spent as much on the upcoming season as. Uh, a, a feature film would cost, and from what I've read, the, there's a, 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 a climactic battle that is the, the the single largest cinematic battle ever filmed, between either TV or theater. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see that. It doesn't come, show up until April of next year. And I'm like, oh fuck you, HBO. Why, you know, don't even say that. Then just don't even just just show it like next March. Oh, next week is the premiere of Game of Thrones. Like, make me wait till fucking April. Yeah. Fuck you, HBO. <laughs> I know. I hate that. It's only five. It's only five months away. It's gonna go like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hate that man because I was just like everybody else there, Todd, last year when the uh, 
when the last season ended and it was like, no, you wanted to see what was going to happen after the White Walkers got through the wall. It's like, oh shit, man, we're the, f- I want to see the fucking rest of this shit. And then it's like, they, they came out and like, yeah, it's not coming back until next year. And everyone just had like a freaking like meltdown, like the world was ending, you know, but I, I, after a while, I'm like, you know what? I really do miss that. I, I want to see it. I want to see it. And it's like, I got to wait. I got to wait. And then I'm like, you know what? It's like, fuck, man. I hate this shit. <laughs> I know, but it's worth it, though, because they really are putting the production value into it. You know, they're not rushing it just to get it on the screen, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be sick. And yeah, I think you just ruined the whole thing for Scott, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, well, oh, very similar to our show. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, wine break with tradition. (laughs) Now, now one thing I got to say is I did listen to your last episode, and I love the fact that um, you guys talked about going to conventions and the last convention that you went to, um, Todd, at the uh, at the expo there in uh, New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> Exotica, yeah, Exotica, yeah. I saw all the pictures, <laughs> man. I seen all those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. First of all, no, you have not seen all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, believe it or not, there's more. There actually are more coming. I just got tired of like sifting through photos. You know, yeah. you, you you go there and you're like, holy shit, what do I take a picture of next? Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it looked it looked like it, man. Because uh, every once in a while, man, you throw up there, you're like, is your day feeling blue? And there's a picture, and, you know, and then people's like, whoa, whoa. And then, of course, you know, the people make you go on a rant there, Todd. It's like, oh, dude, how do you meet so many people, man? And it's like, fuck, just go to a convention, you know? <laughs> it's like it's like I'm right there in the same boat. I went a few few years ago, back in uh, 2015. I went up to uh, New York, first time up in New York. There, you probably remember this. I went up there for a WWE uh, pay per view, and while I was there, I got to meet uh, two uh, superstars, WWE superstars. And I shared the pictures on Twitter, on Facebook, and they're like, "Whoa, you got to meet so and so." I think it was Seth Rollins and Paige at the time. It's like, it's like, man, how'd you meet them, man? What'd you have to do? It's like, I just went. I bought a package. You could do the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, it's not yeah. hard to do something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is funny. I, I laugh about that all the time. It's like, it, it would be like if somebody, you know, asked you, like, Todd, how did you get all the way from New Jersey to Las Vegas. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's this thing called an airplane. <laughs> you know, you know, people are people are just people really are funny like that. How'd you meet Robert Wagner? Well, I knew where he was going to be, so I went there. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And then you get, uh, you get, wow, you meet all these people. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. You just... <laughs> it's called leaving your fucking house once in a while. <laughs> yeah, people forget they can do that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they forget about it, man. They forget about it. Yeah, they. they it's like, come on, man. Um, I know you you've been to uh, you've been to a few uh, conventions yourself, there, Scott. Um, up there in uh, Arizona, you were talking about one that you went to. I think um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. If uh, just this year or upcoming? No, I was gonna go to one. Uh this year, but I, I couldn't do it. Uh, my, uh, legs were uh, bothering me, uh, way too much to be able to, uh, to go out and actually enjoy it. Yeah. Which is the problem with, with some of my, uh, health issues is if I'm doing well, then I can go out and do something. But if I'm not, I'm just kind of stuck, uh, in the house, watching episodes of shows that nobody cares about. <laughs> well, that's when that premium subscription to Pornhub comes in, Andy. <laughs> All I need that for is like 30 seconds a week. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh damn! Yeah, God, subscription to porn. <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, it's like an episode. It's like it's like an episode of uh, Family Guy when uh, Quagmire found out about the internet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was freaking hilarious, man. He was he didn't see him for a few days. So Peter's outside his house. He's like Quagmire. Where you been at? And he's all like, look like he hasn't slept and stuff. And he's like, oh, oh, I got a computer. I found about the internet. I'm just going out. And he points to re check the mail, and his arms all jacked up like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, this article I just put, I just posted this on Facebook uh, tonight, just a little bit before we started recording. Uh -huh. And there's uh, a company in Sweden that is now giving their employees an extra week off a year uh, so they can masturbate. Damn, no way. Yeah. No yeah, way. No, I'm serious. You can check that on my feet. And I'm thinking, all I need is an empty stall in five minutes. You know, I don't need a fucking week for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. I mean, how long can you enjoy the week before you rip the damn thing off? <laughs> a week like all at once or <laughs> 30 seconds at a time? 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You just need to give you a week off to go and masturbate? What the fuck is the men's room for? <laughs> We've been working for the wrong companies all this time. I know, right? You know, if I knew I should get paid to do that, you know? Oh, my God. Oh my I, I'd, be a, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, anybody see Scott? Yeah, he's on his jack-off break. 
<laughs> oh, I get Get out the hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to shake Scott's hand in a meeting. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. Now, this is a force to be reckoned with. We, uh, we are earning that mature, uh, that <clears throat> mature uh, yeah, thing at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's what mature audiences only. Mature audiences only. Yeah, my my brain just took a dump all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, like, like it does every time I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is for sensitive ears now, right now. <laughs> to the graphic nature of this program, <laughs> discretion is <laughs> sensitive ears left long ago. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn <laughs> oh god this is live right <laughs> yeah this is live man we're live on oh, Twitch <laughs> oh no folks there's no seven second delay here nope <laughs> especially especially with masturbation there ain't no delay if you, if you got a good stroke <laughs> no there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why my dog is blind in one eye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the ASPCA is going to be knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm trying to find something here over the place that you mentioned, <laughs> Master B. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, try and get on track now, everybody. Let's see you do that. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it here. This may be it. Yeah. Go back to sleep, Jimmy. What's going on, Aunt Diane? You're getting your pack sucked, kid. <laughs> wow. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, damn! I had to, man. I had, I had to freaking go there, man. <laughs> uh, damn! Listen, you do what you gotta do. It's all for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all for entertainment, man. Well, and if there were any, and if there were any guests that actually deserved that one, it probably would have been us. <laughs> yes, I agree. I only play that for the guests I like, man. <laughs> and I like you guys, man. I enjoy everything that you everything you do. I'm entertained every week listening to the Imaginarium podcast. I'm sitting there, you know, um, when the shows come in and I'm updating the uh, website and stuff and putting them up. I'm sitting there in the morning drinking my coffee, 6 o'clock in the morning, Drinking my coffee, listening to Scott and Todd talking about talking about bad social media, bad choices, stupid people, uh, masturbation, <laughs> and just everything. That starts out my day, you know. And then it's like, oh, how was your, you know, if I, if I went to work, if I went to work, well, and the I, good thing is you can only get better from there. <laughs> if I and I, I guess I, I I should point out and uh, mention that. Um, this month, um, actually, November 24th, will be the four-year anniversary of the Imaginarium. Oh, nice. Congratulations, guys. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yes. 
That is awesome. You got anything planned for an anniversary show? Um, I'm I'm working on something Todd doesn't know about. Um, and when I say that, he can probably figure out, oh, great, uh, Jay's going to be back on. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's it. I'm, uh, I think Jay's going to come back on because he's been, he's actually really more kind of like a, a, a third host at times because he's, he's been on the show so much um, and he, he was on it um, a few times before Todd even started uh, on the show with me and he was on the, uh, the super nice debate show that I was on even before the Imaginarium. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he's, he's been around for a long time and it's always good to, uh, to reminisce about it uh, with him. Nice. Oh, absolutely. I listen. I I love having Jay on the show. He's he's always very entertaining. Yeah. Well, I, not only that, but nobody else wants to come back on anymore. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they've had enough of our shenanigans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I I I enjoy it, man. I I enjoy your your shenanigans and stuff, and uh, I. I definitely got to say that you you guys have I, I look at everything going on in podcast State network and when I'm looking at the how each show is doing and stuff and you guys are hanging in uh, hanging in there and just you guys are up on top there with the uh, rest of the shows there and it's it's great because each each show is different I love the variety that we have on the network I mean we got we got uh, two wrestling shows that talk about indie independent wrestling. We got uh, one show that talks about pop culture with uh, comic uh, a lot and comic books and stuff. We have your show, which covers just about anything, just different topics on different things, which is great. I love the variety each week that you bring, and it's just it's awesome. Yeah, I think this week uh, we're going to be recording tomorrow, and I, I think uh, I think we're going to talk about Stan Lee and uh, comic yes. books and comic book movies this week. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you. I, I'm I'm just letting that, that's my way of telling Todd what we're doing when we get on uh, to record tomorrow because he didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, hey, listen, you know uh, I love spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but this is how we do it every week. You know, pe- people think that you know we we have these you know topics and stuff um, laid out you know for for the entire year. But you don't know until like five seconds before I hit the record button what we're going to be doing that week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's true. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because if you, if I, I, if it ever became too planned and too scripted, I think it would become, it wouldn't be fun anymore. You know? Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And even uh, when I started the Imaginarium, it, it was very different from uh, what it is today. Um, it was, uh, I had a guest, uh, excuse me, I had a guest every week and it generally had something to do with, with entertainment, whether it was movies or books or, or whatever. And it was very much almost like a, an NPR type of, uh, talk show. It was very serious. 
Um, and then I uh, decided that I wanted to have a co-host, and I asked Todd, and the, just the dynamic of having a co-host made the show change, but because of our personalities and, and the way we mesh together, uh, right. the, the show just changed, period. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for the better, I think, because I don't know that I could have gone as long as we have, because we've done 170 one episodes um, yes. so far. We, I don't think that we would have gotten that far, or I wouldn't have gotten that far if I had kept up the uh, the format that I had from the beginning. Right. And the you know the changes lost some of our uh, older listeners, but <clears throat> thanks to Podcast City Network um, and your support, and I have to say, in all seriousness, I really appreciate how much you've uh, supported us since you've uh, you started PodcastCity.net. Uh, it's I. I always love hearing you talk about our show because it makes me realize that, well, hey, at least there's one person a week who's entertained. You know, so that's, that makes it all worth it. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. And I, I do. I, I am entertained by it and stuff. And I, I talk about and I uh, support things and content that I love and I share it with the rest of the world and people people know that you know it's like I I support everything that you guys do I support uh you know I had you on ELS Uncut a few months ago uh Scott uh talking about your latest book um Todd I had uh had you on um last year you you and uh Tom Ryan talking about theater terror and just you know helping you promote that and get word out and stuff and I just I, I love doing it and stuff and then I'm you know any way I can you know spread the word and get the word out there I love doing that and you know just you know get it out there someone's like what is that I think I'll check it out you know and I I do uh I do appreciate the words and everything Scott yeah I, 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 go ahead sorry <laughs> I was just going to say, and as far as Todd goes and uh, his theater of terror movie, um, and in all seriousness, I just want to say, I can't wait till this fucking thing comes out so we can stop talking about the goddamn thing. <laughs> Every week, it's theater of terror. Yeah, about, yeah, we know you're making a fucking movie. Who cares? You know, get it out so we can go on to something new, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you did mention that on the last podcast there, man. You know what? You're, you're fucking right. <laughs> oh, damn. Honestly, right. I'm at the point where I want the goddamn thing out already. <laughs> As soon as as soon as I seen Todd put out that tweet or that post on Facebook that Theater Chairs coming out for pre order on Blu ray, I'm like, I know what I want for Christmas. I want it. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> and I was I went back and I was listening to more of the when you had Tom Ryan on and stuff, and it was funny because how you're like, yeah, uh, Tom, it's like, yeah, we've been. Uh, I think Todd was like, "Yeah, we've been uh, been promoting theater terror on the podcast, which you don't listen to." And then the last episode you just put out, Scott's like, "Yeah, I just want this fucking thing to come out so I can quit hearing this shit." 
<laughs> I love it. I love it, man. It's just it's so it's so great, man. It is so great. <laughs> it I, is. I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing talking about Tom Ryan when I had him on last uh, a few months ago for uh, for ELS Uncut when I was uh, had that mainly is like doing interviews and before I switched it up with uh, with switch both shows around Everett Lee's show and ELS Uncut. Todd, uh, Tom was telling me about the movie Faces he did, and he was like, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. So I got on there and I watched it. Man, I I, I loved it. I loved his performance in that yeah. movie. And I... I it's pretty it, it, it is. It is. I messaged him and I told him, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was like, I, I had to ask about the table part because in how that was shot and he told me about it. And I was like, dude... Loved it, man. I loved the ending of it. And I just I loved how his character went freaking crazy. And it's just the faces on the wall talking to him. And he's like about to lose his fucking mind. I was like, this is great. This is great. But my fa- my one favorite part was when uh, they showed it on camera, him walking in and talking to the guy at the desk. And he told him, I guess he didn't get the job or something. And he got up and left. He comes back and he just fucking kills him. I was like, who can't relate to that? You go out on a job interview, you think you do good, and then you just kind of get shit on. And I mean, yeah. you know, that's your natural reaction. I want to go in there with uh, with an axe. I know. I know. He comes back with an axe. And it's like, what are you doing? No, no. It's like. Chup, chup. <laughs> I, I fucking, I fucking loved it, man. It was, it was great. It was, it was really yeah. Movie. I love Faces is one of my favorite indie uh, horror movies, and Tom Ray and I will never agree on anything about anything. But I, I've told him this time and again. Um, I love his work um, on Faces. I love his work as the director, and uh, I urge everybody to uh, to check out Faces and all the other stuff that uh, Tom has done because he is one of the most talented uh, indie directors working today, in my he opinion. Is. He is. Oh fuck! I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. He's not going to listen to it, Todd. <laughs> oh my God! He'll be insufferable. Oh God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> now, all, all kidding, all kidding aside, um, you know this is the first project that I worked on, you know, with Tom behind the scenes, and and yeah, Tom, look, he knows this. I've told this to his face. He, there are times he drives me absolutely fucking crazy, but he is a talented filmmaker and a talented actor, you know, so. You can you can put up with that, you know. If there's you know there's things about him that make me want to throw him off a bridge, well, <laughs> I can tolerate that because you know when I see the finished work on the screen and I'm like, holy shit, we did that, you know. Yes. Um, and, and I just have to give all the credit to 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 all of the crew and the cast. Um, I think I said this on Imaginarium, but I can't remember, so I'll say it here. Um whether it's an indie film or a big budget Hollywood film, the process is still the same, you know, and it's still a whole bunch of hardworking people behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, somebody holding a boom mic out in the rain or, you know, something like that. Um, you know, guys holding lights and, and whatnot. 
Uh, my dad, you know, out in the woods doing lighting effects, freezing his ass off. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of people to do it, even in indie film, you know? Um, so all kidding aside, it was great working on it. And I, and I can't wait for it to be finished. We joke about it, but I really can't wait for you guys to see it, um, to, to hear what you think about it. So yeah, <clears throat> we're, we're putting the finishing touches on the, uh, you know, we have some extras and some behind the scenes stuff that we're working on, uh, for the Blu-ray. So hopefully that'll be done soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to, for this to come out and and to you know actually you know see it and stuff and uh i i'm excited because of seeing everything that you shared on social media what tom shares on social media about it and it's just it's really it's really great um you were uh, you know jack thomas smith remember when he did the movie infliction and he had uh, one of the leads, uh, Jason Mack. Yeah. I guess Jason Jason just recently um, got done shooting his, uh, directing his first uh, uh, feature, indie feature film, I guess. Yes, I saw that um, on his Facebook feed. Really happy for him. He is really a nice guy. I interviewed him on the Imaginarium uh, as one of my... You know, one of the solo shows, him and um, uh, Armstrong. Yes, Elliot uh, Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then the sister, and and then Jack. I, I think I interviewed everybody on that fucking movie at yeah. one point, it seemed like. Because there were, there were two episodes back to back, and it had everybody from Infliction on it. Uh, but I'm very happy for, for Jason because he's really a nice guy, and uh, I hope this does well for him. He is. He is. I, I, I've interviewed him a couple times. I had him come on when uh, I had Jack Thomas Smith on back in the, when I was first starting out doing podcast. I had Jack Thomas Smith on. He was like one of my, at the time, my like real big interviews. And uh, I talked with him, and I ended up talking, getting to talk with uh, – with uh, Jason Mack, Elliot Armstrong, and Anna Shaw. I got to talk to all of them, and uh, I ended up getting to talk with uh, Manny Del Rio, and just I pretty much, yeah, pretty much got to talk to everybody uh, when I first started out doing podcasting about four years ago, which was great, man. It was pretty good starting out and getting, you know, getting the director and the actors and the actresses on there, and it's like, wow, this is just fucking great. You know, it's just out of the blue. He just messaged me. I, he, he followed me on Twitter. I followed him back. And then out of the blue, I was at one of those times in my life because I was at the point when I started out, I was like, man, this ain't going to work. I'm like, I'm I'm about to call it quits. I was telling my wife, and she's like, you really want to do that? I'm like, yeah. And then out of nowhere, Jack messaged me. He's like, hey, you do podcast. You want to you do an interview? I'm like, Okay, so we did the interview, and after I listened to the, uh, after I did the you know, interview with him, and listened back to it when I was editing the episode, I realized I'm like, you know, as you, the passion and everything he talks about for doing you know indie films, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna continue on with this because this is just so fucking great, you know, in getting an interview with someone, and it just kept going, and here I am today, you know. <laughs> it's just fucking great 
Yeah, his enthusiasm uh, for for what he does and for movies in general is really is catching. I think he really was probably one of my first big interviews too. Um, I, I got an email from his publicist uh, for Infliction and asked me if I wanted to do an uh, do an interview with him, and she sent me a link. <clears throat> excuse me uh, for the movie. Uh, to take a look at it. And then we set up uh, an interview time with him. And then he introduced me to Jeremiah Kemp, who introduced me to Todd and then Tom Ryan and, and some of the others. Yeah. So uh, Jack Thomas Smith is really uh, responsible for uh, my meeting Todd in an offhanded way. And uh, to a certain extent, making the Imaginarium what it is today. So uh, blame Jack Thomas Smith for, for what we do. Yes. <laughs> he connected all of us, man. He connected all of us. I know I had uh, afterwards, um, I know uh, Todd was working with Manny Del Rio on the Indie Lounge, and then I got Todd on. And that's how I found out about t Todd, because I was listening to his, uh, you know, his reviews on films, and I'm like, I want, I want him. I was like, I want him, but not that way, <laughs> Todd. <laughs> I'm like, I want Listen, him. I'm <laughs> so I, I hit you up, and then you came on. And we did that episode talking about cult films, man. I think I still have it on the uh, archives on my uh, on my computer there. I should fire it up and remember. I remember what we talked about. I think we talked about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, we kind of went into talking about just different cult films, like uh, I think uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then yeah, I think I talked about Todd Browning's Freaks. Yeah. Um, was a big one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, sure. and then you, uh, you, we, you just about went on to a Michael Myers, uh, Halloween, uh, rant with the uh, Rob Zombie and you're like, it started going on about it and you're like, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about it at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. you're like you're like yeah halloween and then you went into talking about it and stuff and you're like you're like yeah i don't give a fuck about i don't give a fuck about rob zombie what the hell with this character michael myers at the beginning i don't want to see that shit you know and i'm like it's already established <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> i was so entertained by it it was... We could do an entire episode on why my uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween sucks. <laughs> yeah. We we were actually going to do that for our Halloween show this year. We had talked about that on an earlier show. Uh huh. Um, we were going to talk about all the uh, shitty Rob Zombie movies, which is everything that he's made, um, and make that our Halloween show. Um, but but we didn't do that. But I still think it's a great idea that we need to do, and just. Uh, just, just talk about how shitty he is as a director. I think that would fill an hour easy. Yeah. One. Uh, oh, please, abs absolutely. <laughs> one, one thing I, one thing talking about since we're talking about horror, horror movies and, and one thing I seen on TV. I'm like, do we need another one of these fucking movies? Another movie about exorcisms? I'm like, come on, man. How many movies have they done about that? Really. Well, what are you talking about? I think it's the, the Exorcism of Hannah Grace or something like that. Yeah. Is that the one that's coming out soon or the possession of Hannah Grace? Yeah. Well, I, 
yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, but now, see, I am a little bit biased because I'm a big fan of religious themed horror films. I always have been. Um, I don't know if it's because I was born, you know, born and raised Roman Catholic before I, let, you know, eventually left the church. But I think there's just something really creepy and scary about religious theme horror. Right. Um, but having said that, you're right. You know, how many different ways can you can you do a possession movie? You yeah. know. So yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, the trailer looks okay, mm -hmm. but again, it looks like more of same. You know, so I agree with you there. How many of them do we need? Yeah, yeah. I I watched uh, one one time. I was with my my nephew, and he he got a copy of I forget what the, uh, what movie it was. It wasn't uh, the Last Exorcism of Emily Rose. It was something like the last. It was an exorcism movie, or done like a found footage movie. You know what I'm talking about? Where the where the girls possessed and stuff and towards the end of the movie they're they're about to do some kind of sacrifice to her or something and the guy like she's going to give birth or something to some demon and the guy the priest or something runs out in the uh, out in the field and he gets caught on fire and then the cameraman runs away and he gets killed at the end or something you know what I'm talking about yeah that's the that, the last exorcism and yeah. i i thought that I thought that movie uh, it was great up until the, the last act because exactly I thought that the premise yeah I I thought that the premise of it like here's a guy who does phony exorcisms you know he's a he's a swindler and he does phony exorcisms to make money right mm -hmm. yeah but uh oh now he came across the real thing yeah you know and and oh shit what is he gonna do. And then it just gets, oh, it got so cartoonish. I was so mad when that, at the end of that movie, I wanted to punch the fucking theater. Like, I just, I was so mad about, about how they handled it. Um, you know, it just got really cartoonish at the end. It did. You know, with the, the, the demon baby and the fire and shit. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> really? That's what they did? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's that's what ruined it for me right there. It, it it did. I was I was into the movie there. I was uh I I was enjoying it. And then that last part when he ran out there and he got caught on fire and then you know the the thing was I was like really. And then after it was over, I looked at my nephews. I said, you know what, this movie was good. They're like, yeah, man, this is really good. Uh, they're younger than me. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is really good. I go, you know what. This movie's really good. That last part of the movie right there just fucking killed it for me. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yes, I do. I said the movie was great, but that just killed it for me right there. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you. We agree on that right there, Todd. Have you ever seen it, Scott? I have not seen it. No. Yeah. I figured. I saw the best exorcist movie ever with uh, The Exorcist, so I'm good on exorcist movies. I don't really need to see any more. Yeah. Because some of them are going to top the original exorcist, so why bother? Yeah, exactly. That's my, that's my favorite one, The Exorcist. Now, I will have to say The uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose... I did watch that like uh like you did Todd like you're watching uh the uh um Hill on Haunting House or 
you were watching that with the lights dimmed and everything and stuff and i was i watched that when it first came out actually when it did come out on dvd and me and my friends were sitting there watching it in in the room lights off everything and like the surround system going and stuff we i mean the whole feel and honestly i have to say that yeah that right there just it did it for me because i thought that was good i for me i kind of put it up there almost to what the exorcism is is but i mean there's so many of the exorcism movies they've done and i totally agree with you guys so oh. yeah awkward silence <laughs> awkward silence <laughs> Show's over, bye. <laughs> well, we were we were going to talk about. Well, I thought we were going to talk about Thanksgiving movies, and here we are talking about exorcism I know. movies. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, real real quick here, um, what uh, what movies during the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, do you like watching? What what do you like pulling up and watching? I'll start with uh, you, you Scott. For me, it's something that I've watched every year since I was uh, a very little kid, um, and it's the uh, Laurel and Hardy movie, Babes in Toyland. For uh, me, nothing signifies Thanksgiving more than that movie because it's on every Thanksgiving, and uh, I, I watch it every year, and I never get tired. of I absolutely love that movie. And it puts a goofy fucking smile on my face every time. And I, I, I just never get tired of it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. I um, uh, In a similar vein, I like March of the Wooden Soldiers. Mm-hmm. And but for Thanksgiving, like when you said Thanksgiving movies, I said, well, huh, what movies other than a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Because in my family, we kind of we would have our meal and then we would watch football. You know, we didn't really watch holiday movies on Thanksgiving. But for me, the best Thanksgiving movie, hands down, is Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree with there. John Candy and uh, Steve Martin, just great. <laughs> I'm just sleeping here with my hand between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I I look. Scott and I have talked about, you know, the com- com- comics that we love. And while I do love, like, sort of modern comedy and, and raunchy comedy and stuff, mm-hmm. I do miss those days, you know, just John Candy, Steve Martin, just yes. being silly and having, you know, one mishap after the other. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. So that that's probably my favorite Thanksgiving movie, if I had to think about Thanksgiving movies. Yeah. Holiday movies, we would have to do an entire show because I love Christmas movies. And I don't mean that um, that bullshit that they show on the Hallmark Channel. I mean, <laughs> honest, to God, honest to God, Christmas movies like Miracle on 34th Street and Bells of St. Mary's and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not that cheesy fucking crap about 
the boss that finds the true meaning of Christmas, you know, after he fires everybody. And that, no, <laughs> a Lifetime Channel can go fuck itself. Well, and Miracle on 34th Street, you can actually almost consider a Christmas uh, Thanksgiving movie because it's about, you know, uh, a Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade Santa. That's yeah. true. You know, that's you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, you're absolutely right, Scott. Mm-hmm. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everything there is the first time. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I I'd have to say I'd have to say plane trains and automobiles. That's that's one of my favorites. There, it was one of my father's favorites, man, man, because he loved he loved John Candy, he loved Steve Martin, and the classic comedies like that is just great. And around Christmas, of course, I mean you can't forget uh, the two two movies I'm going to mention here: uh, Chevy Chase, uh, you know, Christmas Vacation, and uh, Christmas Story. You can't forget those. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite Christmas movie um, now uh, is Krampus. I saw that a couple of years ago, and I absolutely fell in love with that movie. It, it's it's scary, it's funny, it, it has a lot of heart, um, and it's got a really kick-ass ending. Uh, that's my all-time favorite Christmas movie now. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to check that one out. I've heard of it. I definitely did. Now, would you agree or disagree with this? Bruce Willis came out and he basically said, no, that's not a Christmas movie. For a long time, the debate was, was Die Hard? Would you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Did you did you hear about that? He finally came out and he said, no, it's not a Christmas movie. And a lot of people are like, yeah, it is because it's in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about that? Well, I I have, and I have to agree with them. I never thought of it as a, a Christmas movie. Yeah, um, pe- people are just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> One, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world to argue about, too. You know, yeah. but but then you have to kind of say, well, what what defines a Christmas movie? Yeah. The only thing that makes it a Christmas movie is it's a, a corporate holiday party. Hap- that happens to be the focus of the movie, you know, when the movie takes place. Yeah. But other than that, it's not about it's not about Christmas. It just happens to take place on whatever Christmas Eve or whatever, you know. Yeah. P- people fight over the dumbest shit. I swear to God. I I know. I know. Now, one time. I, I did throw that I did throw that out there one time because someone it was uh, last year they were talking about Christmas movies and it was uh, I was at work and uh, my at my old job and they were talking about Christmas movies and it was people that, that I didn't really care too much about and they're sitting there talking about Christmas movies they're like what's your favorite Christmas movie and I was like Die Hard and they're like. That's not a Christmas movie. I said, yeah, it is. I, I, I knew because I, you know, I agree with you. 
that yeah it's takes place you know the, the premise in you know inside a building at a holiday christmas party but i did it to aggravate because i did it to argue just to aggravate him i'm like yeah it is man i was like it takes place during christmas oh no 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 it's it's an action movie i was like no it's a christmas movie <laughs> i going back and forth just to aggravate him with it and i'm like yeah it's an action movie <laughs> <laughs> but another another good movie I'd have to say would uh, I enjoy watching is the um, the Santa Claus movies with Tim Tim Allen. I love I love watching that, especially like the first and second one. Yeah, I love watching those. Well, I don't think I've seen any of those. No. Shut up! What? <laughs> Because, see, they came out when I was, like, an adult. So I, I didn't go to see them. And I just never really had much of an interest to see them when they pop up on the uh, cable. Yeah. yeah. They, they're actually really good. The first two, the bar, part three is absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. It is. But one and two are actually really good. And, see, so for me, Christmas movies, like... You know, once they have a special thing for me because I have a tradition with my daughter, when we're putting up the Christmas tree, we watch Christmas movies in the following order. It has to be in the following order. We watch A Christmas Story, and then Elf, and then Santa Claus 1, and then Santa Claus Part 2. And that's it. It has to be in that particular order. Yeah. So... That's why I love, you know, I just love Christmas movies. I've always, Christmas is by far my favorite holiday. Everybody thinks because I'm into horror that Halloween ha must somehow be my favorite holiday. And I do like Halloween, but I have always just loved Christmas, even into adulthood. Mm -hmm. You know, and Christmas movies are just a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, they're... They're 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 my favorite uh, favorite because you get with the family, you sit around and uh, you uh, you spend time. You can you know th uh, watch watch a movie like like uh, you described there with the uh, with you and your daughter do put up the Christmas tree, watch watch movies, Christmas movies, and me and my wife will sit there and we'll throw on some movies there and watch it, and then uh, I'll like when Christmas Day, no matter where I'm at during Christmas Day, running around family and stuff. About every house I go to, relatives' house, they got uh, a Christmas story playing, so I can watch that movie all day, going house to house, catching parts of the movie. And by the time I get back home, <laughs> the last part of the movie's playing, and then I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty good. So I, I pretty much seen it. <laughs> but oh, I cannot calculate how many times I've seen that movie. I know every word, every scene, every shot. Um, but. But I did see online today the best news ever. And that is that a Fraggle Rock Christmas and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas are going to be shown in theaters this December. And that was, oh, the, awesome. best news. That no was the best news <laughs> I ever saw because I love Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> nice. Nice. You said Fraggle Rock? Yeah, I forget what it's called. It's the, I forget the actual title, but it's the Fraggle Rock Christmas special, like Jingle 
Fraggle Jingle Bells or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I don't care about that one as much as I do about Emmett Otter, but they're because they were both Jim Henson, they're pairing them together and then I'm going to be showing them in theaters. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, damn. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. I, that is that is awesome. I remember watching Fraggle Rock when I was growing up, and uh, one thing uh, I know this has nothing to do with Christmas. Um, I was happy that I came upon uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse on Netflix because I used to watch that Saturday mornings growing up. <laughs> Fraggle Rock, I loved it, man. I did, I did, you know. And uh, heck, that that was that was my favorite there, and I like the. Uh, talking about Christmas movies I like Christmas morning before they started doing the TNT started uh, replaying 24 hours Christmas story I liked how they would have to like the claymation of Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer I love watching oh, that oh yeah yeah I love that <laughs> that's my favorite even to this day I still love that <laughs> and of course Frosty Snowman so yeah but Pretty good, pretty good selection and pretty good variety of Christian movies that we all like. And um, I do love the fact that we have the same interest and different, different interests, different opinions, same opinions about a lot of the things that we talked about tonight. And that's why I, that's why I love having you guys come on because I never know where the conversation is going to go. You know, I mean, tonight we'll be pretty much. I mean, it went from Christmas movies to horror movies to masturbation. You know, I mean, just a great podcast tonight. <laughs> just another typical night with Scott and Todd. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely do love that, man. Um, what, uh, what do you guys have coming up? And uh, any plugs of anything that you want to uh, mention before we in the. Uh, podcast tonight I, I think Todd has a movie coming out <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> you might have heard of it it's called the theater of terror <laughs> <laughs> now um well what I what I really want to you know enough about that what I want to talk about just real quick okay. is my favorite charity scares that care um you know is kicking into overdrive for the holidays raising money um, my toy drive and fundraiser is coming up on Friday, uh, December 7th at Cafe Z in Union, New Jersey at 7 o'clock. We'll be uh, collecting toys and raising money for Scares at Care. We've got uh, some live entertainment. We've got uh, to, uh, you know photos with uh, Santa uh, for, for donations, photos with the Grindhouse Girls for donations, and it's always just a great time. Um, last year... I think we collected 137 toys for needy children. I want to break that record uh, this year. Um, so that that's what I'm I'm also focused on. It, you know, I I'm very fortunate. You know, and and I realize that that I get to do the things that I do. I that I get to make movies and that I get to do the podcast with Scott. And you know, I, I get to do a lot of really cool things. And, but I do try to keep in mind that there are people that are not as fortunate. So that's why I partner with Scares That Care. Um, so like for the holiday season, we're kicking it into high gear uh, to try to do some good. So if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, you can head out to Cafe Z 
on Friday, December 7th. Um, come and hang out with us. It's always a good time. Um, if you cannot make it, uh, find me on social media. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm a social media whore. Yeah, uh, you can find me on the Horror Nerd uh, Facebook page, my, my own page, Todd Starooch. I can give you the information on where to send toys and, and where to send donations. Um, so that, that's really my big thing, you know, leading into the holidays. Nice. Well, I don't have much other than uh, my book, Life in Amber. Uh, you can pick that up at Amazon, <clears throat> um, paperback, and any place ebooks are sold, as well as my my other books and my novella, Barbary Kisses. And <clears throat> there's a documentary coming out on DVD next year called uh, Confessions of a Gay Poet. It's a uh, documentary about Wade, uh, Wade Radford slash Jay Proctor. And I am in that as a talking head. So uh, for those who want to uh, ogle my features while I'm talking about my best friend, uh, take take a look for that. I don't know specifically when. I just know it's 2019 sometime. Nice. Cool. Nice. Well, I want Yeah, to so I guess I have a movie coming out too, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow <laughs> you both have movies coming out <laughs> wow well you can catch Scott and Todd uh, of the Imaginarium every Monday drop an episode on Potomatic am I saying that right uh, yeah I think yeah. so yeah, that's Pot how I say it yeah, Potomatic and, of course, you can check them out here on PodcastCity.net, on the Podcast City Network. If you head over to PodcastCity.net, you can check out Imaginarium with Scott and Todd, the Everett Lee Show, ELS Uncut, Second Rounds, New York and Florida Edition, Super Radio Brothers, The Chris Carnage Show, Final Score, The Phoenix Gate Podcast, and much, much more on the PodcastCity.net. And, of course... David C. Russell, Deathmatch Russell Podcast, Robin Nelson, Russell Podcast, Paranormal Files 13. You can follow Podcast City Network on Facebook, Podcast City Network, and on Twitter at Podcast City Net. And before we do close here, I want to mention that Kentucky Zone Wrestling, Saturday, November 7th, at Williamsburg National Guard Armory, Williamsburg, Kentucky. Bell time, 7.30 p.m., Best of Enemies event will be taking place. And be sure to check out Kentucky Zone Wrestling on Facebook. And that is it for the Everett Lee Show. And next week, I will not be doing a podcast. It's Thanksgiving from the Everett Lee Show. Everett Lee, want to wish everyone a happy, safe Thanksgiving. And thank you to my guest for coming on tonight, Scott Todd. And that's it. Everett Lee is leaving the building. See you again in a couple weeks for another episode of Everett Lee Show. Peace.